Law Focus Podcast, bringing you the facts, handing you your rights. This is Law Focus. Welcome to Law Focus. It's once again 7 p.m. on a Tuesday night. And we are back to our legal conversation. My name is Bezo Shirinda and I will be having this discussion with you for the next hour um, here on VOW FM 88.1. Tonight we are discussing domestic workers' employment rights. Our focus will be on the minimum wage implementation, which has been proposed by the Department of Labor, and secondly, the working conditions of domestic workers. The Department of Labor has continued to brief and educate employers and employees on the national Uh, minimum wage that is set to come into effect now on the 1st of May 2018 and that in effect means that domestic workers will be earning 75% of this new proposal which is plus minus 2,600 to or 15 rands an hour now the the new national minimum wage um, is going to increase to 20 rands per hour now there, there are so many challenges around that But now, the reason for the lower wage is due to the higher risk of unemployment for domestic workers if the minimum wage is too high. News of how domestic workers have been unfairly treated have made rounds, and and we've all been acquainted with that information. And hence, Tidi Sotola wrote the thesis um, at the University of Cape Town, looking at the black, uh, black women's experiences in domestic work. And much of her conclusion has been that the conditions of employment are not conducive to these women who are in domestic work. And it has been evident that employers are not meeting the minimum standards of hiring domestic workers. Now, that already is a red flag because it is a contravention of the Basic Conditions of Employment Act. And some domestic workers have had to lock work, work long hours without overtime payment and with no leave uh, and also for a low salary. Not to mention that some of them were sub- are subjected to that. And also health conditions. Health conditions have resulted to domestic workers experiencing sickness, which range from back and joint pain to stress and high blood pressure. So I guess for the, for, for the day, uh, for, for this evening, we are discussing... We're discussing the minimum wage implementation. We're discussing working conditions, which is the Basic Conditions of Employment Act. We're discussing Labor Relations Act. And also we are discussing some of the sociological implications of domestic work. But before we get into that, we're going to start the show as we normally do here on Law Focus uh, with the legal hotspots of the week. Rounding up all, all the top stories of the week Legal Hotspots This evening for Legal Hotspots We have three areas that we should be focusing on We're looking at the High Court ruling By the Western Cape High Court And also the Devon High Court ruling And we're also looking at the ignorance of the minimum wage Now Far more importantly Is, is for in my view the western cape high court ruling because it has had far-reaching complications um, implications for protesters in this country so now here's the blow by blow on what protesting is about where the the, the regulations of gatherings act um the breaks protesting into two um categories the first one is demonstrating the second one is 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 gathering now, the, the, the gathering is when it's 15 or less people and demonstrating is when it's 15 or more people. So now, Section 12 of the Regulations of Gatherings Act, which is the legislation that regulates protesting, requires under Section 12, Subsection 1 and Subsection 2 that you must hand in notice when you go out and protest. Now, um, some people have argued that in actual fact, uh, it's not fair on 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 gatherers instead on of demonstrators because if you give a notice to the metropolis department and the and the south african police services they know how to regulate that uh, that, that protest 
and giving notice means that you need to get permission to protest otherwise then your your protest is unlawful and therefore does not get pro- pro- protection under the law and and you can be removed by the police services either by force or by 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 requesting you to to move away but now what happened recently in the western cape high court is that uh, a couple of gatherers went out and they were, went out to protest without notice and they were charged with attending a gathering for which no notice had not been given which is um a section 12 offense and then they, were, they all pleaded not guilty to these charges. And what the Western Cape High Court did is that it ruled that Section 12, Subsection 1 um, and Subsection 2, uh, particularly relating to gatherers, is unconstitutional in that there's no rational basis for why there's a need to give notice. Now, if you remember under the threshold inquiry, uh, whenever, you declare, whenever you check if something is constitutional or unconstitutional, you start off... Uh, you start off with uh, with checking whether there is a violation or an infringement of, of the right of the, of of the right under the bill of rights which is the right to protest in this case and then you go on if the answer is yes there is an infringement then you go on into limitation because rights can be limited you go into limitation and you check if if there is a rational basis for why government needs to regulate or needs to limit this right and in this particular instance the court was not convinced as to the reasons that which the government provided for limiting this right now, secondly, the Devon, the Devon High Court had a matter of, of how the Devon uh, or the city of Devon um, uh, gave, um, authorized the development that would have implications on the environmental protection of the city. That is, it, has, it had an effect on air, water and soil quality and that would have affected people's lives. And therefore, as a result... Um, uh, under the NEMA, it violated the National Environmental Management Act, and it also violated some of the proclamations and regulations that which are provided under review law or administrative review law. And so the argument that which was posed before the Devon High Court was that one, there was no, um, there was no participation by, by 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 people who stay in Devon. That's number one. Number two, the 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 impact uh, uh, assessment was not of high quality. Now, what you will you will take note of these two matters is that one, they are they are a review of our current laws, but also they have high-reaching implications for for people's lives and particularly those who are marginalised, and 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 that is the essence of um, of of the of. Of, of, the, of our legal hotspots. Moving on to the enactment of the minimum wage, it will also be noted that the minimum wage will be coming into effect on the 1st of May 2018 and therefore each and every person who is in an unskilled, unskilled labour space will be earning 3,500 rands per month or 20 rands per hour of their, of their work. And that will tie us nicely into the topic of the evening. Please do stay tuned. This is our legal hotspots. Rounding up all, all the top all stories, of the, stories of the week. It's legal hotspots. Welcome back to Law Focus, and you're still sitting here with Basil Shirinda, and we're still discussing domestic workers' employment rights. Um, uh, please don't forget us to, to to tweet us at VowFM uh, with the hashtag Law Focus. As we have said at the beginning of the show, tonight we are talking about the employment rights of domestic workers and we are looking specifically at the working conditions and the wage increment implementation. Now, domestic workers deal with various challenges. A very disturbing story has been on the news recently. A domestic worker has laid charges on a 45-year-old man accusing him of raping her until the early hours of the next day before forcing her to perform oral sex on his dogs. 
this particular woman has also been addressed as a bloody k-word as you would know there are many other similar disturbing stories of domestic workers suffering from abuse of all forms at their workplaces at the very least stories of domestic workers complaining about the unregulated working hours and and lack of of overtime compensation not to mention salary payments that do not even come close to the minimum wages um it's, it's appalling I mean, really, it's appalling. So to shed light on this topic, we'll be speaking to Kilavakhile Kano from the Socioeconomic Rights Institute of South Africa. And we'll also be speaking to Ms. Aisha Pando, who is from Sweep South, who is a co-founder and CEO of Sweep South. We'll also be speaking to Gloria Kente from the South African Domestic Services and Allied Workers Union. Uh, later on, we'll be speaking from a legal representative from, um, um, from, from the Legal Aid South Africa. Please stay tuned and please tweet us or hashtag law focus with your views. It's still law focus. It's law and it's serious. Law focus and you your rights. Welcome to Law Focus. Good evening. And my name is Basil Shirenda. And once again, we're looking at uh, some of the issues that which um, most of us deal with as, as civilians of the law. And the topic today is domestic workers' employment rights. And on the line, we have Ms. Kilebo Khile Kono from the Socioeconomic Rights Institute of South Africa, and she's an attorney there. Uh, good evening, and welcome to the show, Ms. Kilebo Khile. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Look, thank you for having you um, and for having us and listening to us. I mean, getting into it, I mean, so there, there, there are tons of... Today we're looking at one of the strongest case studies and we imagine that there are many other stories that which um, domestic workers deal with. So can you please, mm-hmm. tell, please tell us what are some of the challenges that, in your view, domestic workers face on a daily basis? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think when we are discussing domestic work as a sector, it's quite important to put things into historical um, context and perspective in order to understand the kinds of challenges that domestic workers today are facing. Um, So the first thing that I guess we need to know is that domestic work has a long history in South Africa and it has undergone several transformations. So in the beginning, around the 18th century, um, it was slaves who performed domestic work. And at a later stage when um, the work became wage labor, when people were actually paid for it, they were still seen as servants. And again, more recently during the apartheid era, when domestic workers, I guess women, predominated the sector, they were discriminated against uh, because of their gender, their race, their class, and they had unfair working conditions, unreasonable working hours. So Mm -hmm. the treatment of domestic workers today and the attitudes and the behaviors that we see today were actually formed over years of inequality and years of degradation and exploitation. And I guess other factors that contribute to um, the challenges that they face is that domestic work is undervalued in society. So domestic workers don't receive the same respect for their work as other workers, um, mainly because it's it's not seen as real work. Um, I guess the main reason for this is that tasks like cooking, like cleaning, like caring for children and the elderly are things that are expected to be done by women without pay as part of their role as women. Um, Another issue is that domestic workers are vulnerable to exploitation because their work is hidden away. It's in the private realm. It's in the home, um, away from public scrutiny. And with employers who generally wield 
um, significant power over um, domestic workers, it, this results in many cases of exploiting about some of their problems. And so I think a combination of all of these factors that I've just mentioned results in, on average, a domestic worker in South Africa working very long hours without compensation for overtime, having wages that are not, that are not enough to cover their needs or for them and their families to live decent lives. Mm-hmm. Um, a domestic worker who, uh, over the course of the year, will not be given the leave that is due to them, um, who work under threat of constant, dis- uh, constant threat of dismissal, who are subject to disrespectful treatment, yeah, and yeah. they don't even have um, employment contracts to protect them. So a lot, a lot of these issues that domestic workers are facing today is, uh, is a result of the institution being entrenched in society over many, many, many years. Yeah. Unfair, um, I mean, you, you, you mentioned something quite, quite important there. You mentioned unregulated working hours and you also spoke mm-hmm. about over time, uh, some of them do not get compensated for that and, 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 uh, and Ill, Ill will treatment. So I'm concerned about, so now, I mean, back, I mean, we are lawyers and most of the time the issue is always, do we have great laws or do we have terrible implementation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which one is it? So I guess it's a little bit of both. So, I mean, domestic workers are covered by the Basic Conditions of Employment Act, by the um, Labor Relations Act and other um, legislation pertaining to to workers in South Africa. But they also have a, a sectoral determination that's dedicated to their sector. And the problem with domestic work, what's unique about domestic work, is that because of its um, existence or the workplace being in the, in the home of an employer, it's very difficult to enforce um, to enforce it. And so I guess it's a combination of both. I mean, if you look at, you know, minimum wage, so that's also regulated, and it's a a constant debate whether it it constitutes a fair wage. And so while some of the laws actually protect domestic workers, um, there's some that need to be worked on a little bit more. Um, But the main problem with with the sector is that um, there is very difficult to enforce because it's in the the private realm or the so-called private realm. Okay, no, I mean, interesting. Um, also looking at the, the current uh, implementation of the minimum wage, what are your comments on it? Mm. So I think, what, well, the fact is that while other workers will be getting, I think, 20, the proposals for them to get 20 rand um, per hour for their wages, yeah. um, domestic workers and farm workers will be getting less than that. And I think the general consensus amongst the domestic workers that I've spoken to, as well as um, other organizations that work with domestic workers, is that this is, this is unfair. So there's an there's a amendment of, of the other acts as well. Oh, the yeah. repealing of the sectoral determination seven, which regulates um, the domestic service sector. Yeah. So I think that is also a cause for concern, um, in addition to the minimum wage that is proposed for domestic workers, which is still quite low. So your position is that the minimum wage currently, the one that is being uh, proposed, is low? So it is, it is low for domestic workers. But then I think the larger conversation that um, society needs to be having is whether this minimum wage constitutes a fair wage. So is it enough for a family to live on the proposed yeah. wage? Uh, and it's a constant conversation that we're always debating. And, and what's your position on that? Because I think that's where we're going. Look, I think if we, if we take into consideration all the factors that a family needs yeah. uh, in order to cover their basic needs, so education of children, um, housing, um, tra- transport and travel, all of these different factors, food, I think is the biggest one, then the minimum wage that is being proposed, in my opinion, is not, 
is not enough to cover that. So uh, one of the, an organization that's based in Petermansburg called PAXA estimates that a family um, needs about 2,600 rand to cover their basic food nutritional needs. And a lot of domestic workers get that amount, you know? And so I think, um, yes. And I think another issue is that because it's, it's the, the minimum wage is proposed to be per hour, that when you take into consideration the fact that many domestic workers work on a casual basis, what they will be making, what they will be taking home at the end of the day, will still it won't be three thousand five hundred rand because that's a that's if you take it and that's if you take it um, per month. Yeah. If they work on an hourly basis or on a daily basis, odd like odd um, hours or odd jobs then that's not, it's not going to come up to that, even that amount, which in and of itself is still um, debatable whether that's enough. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're, you're touching on, on the real issues, and, and I would have loved to go further, um, and but I, unfortunately, I cannot go that far. That far. Thank you so much for your time, Ms. Kilebukhile Kono from the Socioeconomic Rights Institute of South Africa. She was talking to us about domestic workers and the broad challenges that which they deal with, and their employment rights, and yeah, the implementation of those employment rights. And her position is that the current minimum wage plan is very low, um, and some of the issues that they deal with is very difficult to implement. Ms. Kono, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Law Focus, point, point of information. Welcome back to Law Focus, your point of information right here on Vow FM 88.1. Once again, it's law and it's serious and you're here on a legal conversation. So we're still discussing um, the employment rights of dom- domestic workers. And we have two interesting guests on the line that is co-founder and CEO of Sweep South. Uh, Ms. Aisha Pando. Now, Sweep South is an online cleaning service that deploys various domestic workers on demand. Ms. Pando, welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, um, I'm, I'm glad you chatted. Ms. Pando, can you please tell us what are the legal approaches for protecting um, domestic employees for do- uh, unconducive working environments? Sure. So I think let me let me maybe just start by clarifying what Sweet South is because I think that's the first uh, kind of misconception about our service okay. and why it was started. So Sweet South is an online platform that connects domestic workers to homeowners who are looking for their services. So we ourselves are not uh, employers, mm-hmm. and Sweet South domestic workers who work on our platform aren't employees. What we're trying to do is give people earnings opportunities through the platform. Mm. So, uh, you know, lift them from conditions where they're either unemployed or underemployed, so where they are, are not earning or under-earning, mm. and basically give them access to opportunities to earn and access to homeowners. Mm. And in some cases, you know, people may then uh, leave the platform. We're not a labor broker, so we don't take any fees if someone does choose to leave the platform and work permanently for, you know, for, for an, an employer or a homeowner. Uh, but what we're doing is, is introducing the two sides to each other. That said, uh, the business was started on the premise of wanting to improve working conditions and, and these earning opportunities for domestic workers. And so although we don't uh, necessarily have uh, various legal rights for, for protecting sweet stars as an employer would, we obviously from an ethical and moral reason um, protect people from things like low pay, from bad treatment, uh, from homeowners, and we do this through the platform. So uh, we obviously set a rate, uh, we set minimum rates, there's a minimum amount of hours that three stars will work in a home, and then we also have a support team, for example, that 
uh, you know, that is available to sleep stars for every single booking that they're in. And so that can uh, protect them or provide, uh, whether it's uh, emergency help or security assistance or whatever may be required. So, so as, as you're saying to us that you also do research, would that also include that you do research of the conditions of employees um, under the employers as domestic workers? Uh, so we, we don't uh, at this stage, and that's one of the things that we, you know, that now that we've reached some sort of scale within the South African domestic work environment, um, it is something that we're that we, you know, very eager to start to do. It's not just to look at uh, sweet stars and the experience of sweet stars on our platform, but also just to start to become a voice uh, for domestic workers in general in the country and to start to look at things like, you know, what are working conditions, uh, where can things be improved? How can can they improve? How can we use the feedback that we are constantly getting from sweep stars on our platform to try and improve the conditions of domestic workers in South Africa in general? So that's certainly uh, our aim as a company. Um, you know, we started this business to to not just improve uh, the lot for a small group of domestic workers in the country, but really to be this force that is through the scale of the company and as the company grows, it is able to really start impacting uh, the daily experience of domestic workers in general. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's interesting uh, because, I mean, recently we know that the minimum wage is going to be implemented on the 1st of May. Um, and we know that um, the, the, the rate per hour has been increased from 15 rands to 20 rands. And the rate per month has been increased from 2,500 rands to 3,500. And people have had different um, have had different takes on it. And I was hoping that uh, Sweep South can also give its its view on it. Absolutely. So I think um, you know, and this is a this is a complex issue. So I'm not going to give you a, a, you know, a simple uh, simple feedback on the issue. So um, and it's complex because it's Sweep South's view that the minimum wage in itself isn't an adequate living wage. So, um, you know, the uh, 2,500 rand or so minimum uh, up to around 3,500 rand, I think is the, is the kind of, um, that's the average that um, South Africans pay to domestic workers. Uh, those, neither of those are, constitute a, a decent living wage. But I think we have to be realistic about what South Africans are able and willing to pay and, and, and also you know, take that in the context of a, a country where, uh, you know, we have slow economic growth, where the average middle class earner is very constrained, and also where in a household the wages for domestic workers are coming from people's earnings. So your salary, uh, you know, minus tax and other deductions is then used to, to pay a domestic worker in your home. And I don't think it's as easy as saying, oh, well, if you can't afford a domestic worker, you know, just don't, you know, don't employ someone. Uh, the reality is that there are a million people who are part of this industry in the country. We have uh, unemployment issues in the country, so, so that's not a solution either. So, uh, you know, I think that the, the minimum wage is a, it's a start. Um, it's the absolute fair minimum, uh, but it certainly needs to be improved and, and increased over time. And in terms of sweep south, you know, you know that our rates are 30 rand per hour. Our averages, average booking size is around 7.2 hours. So that's around 4,200 rand per month. So, um, you know, I, I know that we're on the right side of, of both the, the minimum and on averages uh, in, in urban areas and cities. Uh, but that still needs to be improved, both through wages increasing and also through the provision of 
uh, very cheap, so, so, so low cost, or free benefits outside of just uh, um, wages and, and earnings. No, I mean, um, Ms. Uh, Ms. Pando, I could go further and further and further, but unfortunately, I cannot go further than this. Um, thank you so much for your time. That was the co-founder and CEO of Sweep South, Ms. Aisha Pando. Um, and we're also going to be speaking to the South African Service and Allied Workers Union uh, General Secretary, Mighty Void Boy. But anyway, uh, for now, thank you, Ms. Pando. Thank you for contributing this evening. My pleasure, my pleasure. We, and we look forward to continuing to, to work to try and help uh, the workers in the country. Uh, that's the positive attitude that we're looking for. Thank you. I mean, we're still continuing with our discussion. And on the line, as I've said, we have Ms. Gloria Kente from the, from the South African Domestic Service and Allied Workers Union. And she'll be speaking on behalf of the General Secretary, Mighty Vet Boy. Now, um, I mean, good evening, Ms. Gloria. Welcome. Good, good, good evening, sir. Welcome to our show. I mean, uh, this is a show that deals with the real issues in the society. Uh, I mean, let's, let's get into it. It seems that working conditions for domestic workers are getting more and more challenging. Um, I mean, what is your stance on, on, on working conditions? What, what have you noticed thus far? Uh, what I notice now, the, the workers are getting more retrenched by the employers. Mm-hmm. The, empl- the workers are getting uh, unfair labor practice from the employers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are not treating them very well. Uh, every day in the office we have a uh, worker that is coming to lay a complaint mm. about how the employers treating uh, her and then about how the employers cutting their working days mm. and then the, uh, for an example the um, the workers they are getting sick like everybody mm. and then when the um, uh, worker asks the employer can I go to the hospital because I've got an appointment the employer will say no you can't go on this date because um, I need you. What about the health of the domestic worker? Mm. Because it is very important that the the, peop, uh, the person must look after the, 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 the themselves. So, but to the to the employers, it is not an easy to let the, the the domestic worker to go to the clinic to go to the doctors. There is something that is. Uh, behind the day, like because you are employed by the employer, you must play by the rules. You must say, not look after yourself. Mm. Yeah. So, so, and so then, okay. So, um, and then, if you are not uh, doing what the employer is asking you, it's easy to say, just leave my premises. Mm. Yes. So, would you say that um, in in uh, on that note? Maybe some employers, or yeah, so some employers take take advantage of the fact that most employees or most domestic workers actually need the job, and hence, yes. okay. And 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 what would you say are, are are the main issues? Would it be that that we have we have good law but terrible implementation, or we need more law to enhance? Well, I, I would say we we do have a good uh, laws. But, mm-hmm. but there's no implementation. Mm. Uh, for an example, 
um, work, the domestic workers, uh, they've got a UIF. Mm. But when they retrenched or they are dismissed by the employers, when it comes to, 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 to draw their money from labor department, you will find out that they are not registered. Mm. And then we as a union, we always send the workers to go to the labor department to go to check if they are registered. Mm. And then at the end, when the employee lost the job, it is the employee who's going to do up and down. Although we spoke with the labor department that the labor department must help the domestic workers to go to visit the employers to see if the employees are registered. But the, 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 the labor um, failed to do that. At the end, it's going to be the domestic worker who's going to suffer when it comes to to the UIF. Mm. Yeah, so it, it, to, to, to us, it, it is something that the laws are, are there, but there's no implementation. Interesting. I mean, so there are some companies that um, pay their employees less than the minimum wage, and which which gets me to the next as- aspect of our cash- of our questioning, the the national minimum wage implementation mm. policy. I mean, we've heard about it, mm. uh, and we know that it's it's going to pay workers, unskilled workers, fifteen rents, twenty rents per hour, and yes. twenty two thousand. Um, 3,500 rands per month. What is your mm. stance on that? Do you think it's enough or do you think there's still more? Or what? As, 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 far as, as far as I know, the domestic workers are not getting that 3.5 on the 1st of May. Mm. They are going to get less than that. I think it's going to be 2.7 and some odds. Yeah. Yes. And then we are, as a union, we are not happy mm. because the, the domestic workers um, are contributing to the economy of this country. And then they go to the same shop that the employers are going. We buy, they buy the same food. They, they, we are, li- they are living like same like the, work, the, the, the employers. So now to us, it's like Roman. They are still exploiting the domestic workers about that, and then even they, they, there's no there's no time that uh, time frame uh, uh, saying that okay this year the domestic workers will reach that three point five. It's only other uh, 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 places of work that they said they will end this three point five. But the domestic workers, it is not going to be three point five. So it is not good. I mean, I mean, to, to press you on that, to press you even further on that. I mean, for the past ten years, I'm sitting here with research on how the minimum wage has 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 getting has has moved over the ten years, and I've noticed that it's only a difference of forty rands. Yeah. For the past ten years. For the past ten years. Let for alone inflation. Let alone. Market change still ten, mm. still forty rands. That's the mm. difference. For the past ten years, it's moved to five, ten, five, ten, and right now it has moved to five rands in an hour. Yeah, and that is why I'm saying we are not happy at all. It looks like now the 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 the, the minister uh, doesn't listen 
Mm. What what we saying as a domestic worker? He, he does hear and don't listen. She doesn't take notice of what is happening to the domestic workers. The domestic workers are struggling. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I mean, some companies have actually hinged that uh, it's a good start. Maybe we are moving in a, in a certain direction. I mean, we have on, online companies, online platform companies that hire um, that hire employees or domestic workers, and they say no. In actual fact, um, it's 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 a start somewhere, even though it's not. It's it's a bare minimum of of what, what of, of 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 basic uh, services that people can afford. That is basic food, water, and so forth. I mean. 3,500 and as you are saying it's going to be less than that in implementation as we know mm. is enough to feed someone it's right? not enough it's not, you, so you are arguing differently you are saying it's not enough it's not enough because you know what the domestic workers they've got children that are, are, are going to the big schools like uh, the university the, 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 the technical they need money. They mm-hmm. need transport money. They need uh, 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 clothes. They need uh, uh, food. So how can you survive with a uh, 2,700 rent? You can't. Even that 3.5. It's still not enough. It's, it's still not making it. Making it. Because some so companies like... Some companies like Sweep South are actually arguing the opposite. They're saying that, well, at least it's a bare minimum and there's a need for us to move forward. So you're arguing it's not even the bare minimum. mm I mean, uh, Ms. Gloria Kente, thank you for the interview. Okay. Um, I mean, this, I mean, this, I mean, she's amazing, isn't she? From the South African Domestic Service and Allied Workers Union. Okay. Thank you for your contribution this evening. All right. Thank you very much. Listening to Law Focus. Connect with VowFam88.1 on Twitter and Facebook. Be your own lawyer. Law Focus, Law Focus. Law Fan. 88.1 Point of Information. Welcome back to Law Focus. And on the line, we have Miss um, Jabulila Duba from the Legal Aid, and she's a labor lawyer and she practices in the field. And as we said, we're speaking about domestic workers' employment rights this evening. Miss Jabulile, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, I mean, yeah, as, we, as, as I was saying, we we're talking about uh, the basic conditions of Employment Act, you and I. Um, and and I think it's a conversation that we need to share with our listeners. And and you were highlighting some of the areas. Can you please take us through the areas that which you were talking about with the original, um, uh, the implementation of the minimum wage? Let's start with the minimum wage. Yeah. It, it differs through uh, the areas. Mm. I think if uh, the employees, the employer are not uh, complying with the minimum wage, the step that they need to follow is to report uh, to uh, the Department of Labor. And then when the, then the inspector is the one who will take the complaint and then go and uh, make appointment with the employer to address this uh, particular issue. Mm. Uh, so, and then the other issue where also including the contract, if it's Still, uh, the employer is not uh, giving the employee the contract, is not determining uh, exactly um, the working hours of the person or the person is being is working and over time uh, is not being compensated for that, is working on Sundays and is not compensated properly in terms of the Basic Conditions Employment Act. On those particular areas, uh, the employees must approach the Department of Labor and then the department is able to 
uh, send the inspector and then the inspector is the one who goes there and then uh, meet, meet with the employer. If the employer is failing to do that and then enforcement part took place. Okay, I mean, I think that the, the primary issue, especially with the South African Domestic, Domestic Service and Allied Workers Union, uh, they raised a very serious issue. They said that even though all of these laws are in place, the problem is that we have terrible implementation, but I think also enforcement measures. What would your, would your argument be in that regard? I think uh, I will partly agree with it, but mostly what I think is the issue is that uh, the people, because they have that stigma that even if I report, nothing is happening. Mm. What I can advise them is that when you have this problem, do go to the Department of Labor. When you go there, they open a case for you. And when you see that there is nothing happening, you make a follow-up with it. Uh, with that particular person because you are being uh, allocated to a particular inspector who's supposed to work with uh, uh, your matter. And when you see that there is no progress in that part, then you you ask uh, for the manager mm. in that particular center. Surely you will get assistance, I know. At the end of the day, when a report is being now uh, set out to say, this, we followed with the employer, a complaint was sent, and then this is the report, still is not, uh, is not complying. Then the inspector now, they uh, refer this case to court, where the court will issue an order now that uh, one, two, three, the employer should comply with. You know, you know, Miss uh, um, <laughs> Duba. Yeah. I, I was speaking to Miss Gloria Kente from the South African Domestic Service and Allied Workers Union, and mm. she said to me, "This minimum wage is not going to be implemented. She has no hope whatsoever." <laughs> and, I, and, and I said to her, "Maybe, hopefully, something can be." She said, "The other problem is that it's not even enough." It's not, it's not I enough. think it's the issue to be that it's not enough. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not enough. I agree with them that to say it's not enough. And then the implementation part, it's we, I think, us as the, the employees and also the unions, they should be the one who are uh, taking these matters. Mm. to uh, the department and they make follow-up because for them they know very well that if maybe the inspector is not doing enough is not doing what is expected in terms of uh, the basic conditions of employment act mm. then they know exactly that uh, we should where we must report this matter because at the end of the day this matter must end in court and the order must be issued to say then this particular person is in contempt now of the court order yeah, I think, and also the Socioeconomic Rights Institute raised a very broader issue. And they said that um, the fundamental of it all is to find a legal framework that which will, will incorporate um, will, will incorporate enforcement, enforcement mechanisms um, into the space of what they refer to as the private space of the employer. Mm. What, what would your view be? In, in if maybe the... Uh, the two parties, the domestic part representative and employers organizing themselves. Yeah. Yes. Then they form uh, a, a, a bargaining council, specifically for this sector. Then have a collective, then now, agreement. That is when maybe it can be able to uh, 
now enhance the implementation part of uh, this uh, uh, rights and also this minimum wage. Okay, so I know now as it stands, it is, I agree with them that it is very difficult that all the employers can can reach that again. Okay, so what does legal aid do for a troubled domestic worker? Normally, what you can say, we do outreach, and then if uh, an employee then comes to us also maybe to our offices to say we have this particular problem then we do advise the employee what to do where to report and then maybe on on other issues where it says that the matter then now needs to be referred it's a dismissal method which is we are not part of it today then we we are able to assist in cases of uh, dismissals, but when the matter, like the basic conditions now that we are discussing today, mm. it's more or less uh, being dealt with by the Department of Labor. We just advise the employee that you have to go and lodge a complaint to the department, and then it has to be opened. You must have a reference number, and then you also must be told who will be handling this case and if you don't receive the joy or a feedback on this particular thing this is the step that you need to follow Okay, uh, I mean, that was uh, Ms. Jabulile Duba, who's a legal aid, um, who, who works at the Legal Aid South Africa, and she's a labor lawyer, and she, she, yeah, she was, she was giving us quite strong views there. Uh, Ms. Duba, thank you for your contribution this evening. Thank you so much, thank you. Law Focus, point, point of information. And that's all we have, we, we have for this week on Law Focus. And this week we're discussing domestic workers' employment rights and we've spoken to the union who seem to be a bit... Um a bit, a bit appalled, and and they don't believe that the implementation of the national minimum wage will will amount to anything. We have also spoken to Sweep South, who have a lighter version of the grotesque circumstances. We've spoken to Siri, Social Economic uh, right, Rights Institute, and they've given us a blow by blow of of what it is that um, domestic workers experience on a day to day basis. I mean, too much has been said. Too much still needs to be done. Here at Law Focus, all we can do is talk. And all we can do is find a way to implement. But at the end of the day, it's it's a stakeholder's job. I mean, thank you for joining us this evening. Find us on social media on at, at VOW FM. Uh, podcast that will be available on journalism.co.za. Join us next week. Um, and, and must thank um, I'm, I'm from me, Bezel Shirinda, your, your, your host. And from my producer, Ms. Bulali Diakobu. And our consultant producer, Kuto Tsikani. Our executive producer, Lerato Makate. It's law. It's serious. Good evening. Listening to Law Focus? Connect with VowFam88.1 on Twitter and Facebook. Be your own lawyer. Listen Listen to the Law Focus podcast on www.journalism.co.za.